if you're willing to suffer, and I mean suffer, your brain and your body, once connected together, can do anything. It's about the grind. It's about the obstacles. It's about the challenges. It's about the pain that you endure along the way for that 30 seconds of being able to either stand on the platform, be acknowledged by individuals that are close to you. But when that happens, your mind has to immediately shift back because now you felt and tasted something that you could only get through winning. Are you willing to do it again? You have to do the process. The process is non-negotiable. It's just, you have to do it. All right, so if you have to do something, I don't have highs about it or lows about it. I know it has to get done. And if I let my emotions get involved in it, all right, it's not gonna get done to its best abilities. So if people say you gotta love the process and then something comes in the process that you don't really love because there's no way everybody loves 100% of any process. I mean, every day, I mean, since, you know, 20 years, it was an everyday process and trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability. Now, my vertical was a 40, it wasn't a 46 or 40, mm -hmm. 45. Um, my hands are big, but they're not massive, right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And, uh, but I enjoyed it though. So like from the time I was, I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game mm. and it just never changed. The mentality is a really simple one in, in the sense that the confidence comes from preparation. You know, so when the game's on the line, I'm not asking myself to do something that I haven't done thousands of times before, right? So. When I prepare, I know what I'm capable of doing, I know what I'm comfortable doing, and I know what I'm not comfortable doing. You know, right? And so in those moments, if it looks like I'm ice cold or not nervous, it's because I've done it thousands of times before. So it's one more time. When I said I wanted to win eight gold medals, basically half the people in the swimming world thought I was absolutely crazy and nobody could ever do something like that. But for me, I was somebody who believed in it and somebody who believed in the process of getting there. I knew it wasn't gonna happen overnight, like I said before. But every little small thing that we did was a small stepping stone in order to, in order to be, even be able to have that chance and that opportunity to, to do what I did in 2008. Because at that time, at the Olympic Games, that's a tough, I mean, that's where I think the real truth comes out. Because I think there are a lot of people who are very talented who can make it there. There are very few people who can deal with the pressure and the stress that happens when we're there. So that's why I say we had to make sure that we were physically, emotionally, and mentally ready because I had to be ready to be able to kind of manage my emotions through that week. Yeah, winning a gold medal is absolutely incredible. There's nothing better than standing on the podium listening to your national anthem play after you had just won a gold medal. But for me, I'm somebody who I knew that I had seven other events after the first day. So I have to throw that in the back of my head. I gotta throw that race out. Even though if I, you know, even like in 08, I broke a world record, won gold, you know, won my first gold medal. Like, I was like, cool, like things are starting really well. So I have to put that behind me to then get ready for the next race. When the time comes to focus on the game, I focus on my athletic skills and putting it together with the team 
and somehow collectively going out and doing our job each and every day. I challenge myself to be the best basketball player every moment that I'm playing the game of basketball. And sometimes that means tricking yourself in your mind to say that you can't do this or your weaknesses are here, but yet you still try to work on improving those weaknesses. A lot of people may say, well, Michael Jordan never had weaknesses. Michael Jordan had weaknesses. He just had to dig deep inside himself to figure out what they were and challenge himself to improve those weaknesses. So mentally, I like to challenge myself to go out and play a perfect basketball game. Although I know you can't do that. It's, it's practically impossible to play a perfect game, but that doesn't mean you can't challenge yourself to do that. I think it's understanding there's no replacement for persistence, as simplistic as that is. It's like, you know, disappointment either destroys you or drives you, and you have to decide which one it's gonna be. If you don't consciously decide, there's always gonna be more BS for you to deal with. If you're resourceful, you can get the money, you can get the time, you can get the energy, you can get anything you want. And you've got to get over your fear to be resourceful. So we do experiences that are so physiologically profound that those fears do not stop you anymore. Yeah. And that's, what, that's how we get people to get, you know, 10 years later, they're still transformed from an experience that was one weekend. We all want to be able to change the way we feel. That's what I spend my life showing people how to do. And what most people don't know is emotion is created by motion. The way you move determines the way you feel. You have 80 different muscles in your face, 80. For most people, this is the largest area of unemployment in the country. <laughs> they use their the face the same way, they feel the same emotions over and over and over again. So what I was saying is, I have this deal with myself called priming. Every day, I say, look, you gotta have 10 minutes for yourself. If you don't have 10 minutes for yourself, you don't have a life. And I'm not gonna hope I feel good. I, don't, I just got back uh, six countries in 12 days. I was in India two days ago. Wow. And I woke up here wanting, like, feeling like somebody ran me over with a truck. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but and you I, got yourself psyched up. But, and... the, but the way I did it is I do this process. It's 10 minutes, I put some music on, I do this massive change in my breathing, so it radically changes the way I feel. And then I do this three-step process. First, I do three minutes of gratitude, where I think of three things I'm really grateful for, and I associate, I don't think of it over there, I feel it. And the reason is, when you're grateful, you can't be worried. You can't be fearful. When you're grateful, you can't be angry. And anger and fear are what screw people up most in their relationships, mm -hmm. in their life, in their business. So I wire myself, I was saying to you that most people want to be happy, but their habit is to be worried or pissed off or frustrated <laughs> or stressed, and so they're, They've got a highway to stress and they got a dirt road to happiness. So I wire myself, I've got a highway to gratitude which changes all your emotions. And then I do a three minute process of kind of a prayer for my family and friends and then I do a three minute process of the top three things I wanna accomplish. I see it as done and I feel it, I'm done in 10 minutes. So sometimes I go 20, but my deal is 10 so there's no excuse not to do it.